streaming live from the DT Studios on Talk Radio 1. This is Daily Turismo Radio. Powered by EuropeanMotorWorks.com. Here's your hosts, Editor-in-Chief of Daily Turismo, Vince Barbary, Chris Florin and Ashley DeLuca. Hey, motorheads. Welcome back to the Daily Turismo Radio Show. Uh... Chris and Ashley are not with me for this section. However, producer Ben's still sitting over there at the soundboard. What up? That's right. And now joining us via Skype, we have KBZ, who is the... No. Yes. He's a uh, I, I, logo guru for DailyTourism.com. I feel like we should have like, some horns. I'm like, da-da-da-da, you know, like some big entry thing. Let me see. Lots of... He's going to work on something here. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all we got. <laughs> oh Ben, <laughs> sorry, keep easy. Yeah. <laughs> have anything? So, uh, for for those uh, listening on the on the radio or the, if you're listening to the podcast, um, this KBZ is a, a regular fixture for DailyTourism.com. He does a lot of the logos. You'll see him commenting on the articles, sending in tips. Uh, just a. a a friend of the, a friend of the, and part of the family, part of the Daily Tristan family. So, Kibizi, hey, thanks for taking some time out of your day and, and joining us on the radio show for a little bit. You know, it's it's night. That's sorry. I don't know where I don't know where you are, but the um, the the atmosphere is a little different here. <laughs> and also, um, he is our first welcome back to the Daily Turismo Radio Show. That's right. KBZ. Correct. KBZ was in the second and third episode of the Daily Tristan Radio Show. Um. And now uh, you're so back. He is officially the number one friend to the Daily Tourism Radio Three episodes. Show yes. It's a record. So, yeah. I didn't really go anywhere. You know, it's just... Uh, <laughs> it feels like you did. Really, <laughs> waiting for you to call. <laughs> just in here. <laughs> you never call. You never write. You never fax. Yeah. You do write. I, 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 I swear, I, I lost my phone, KBZ. I was going to call you. You were great. <laughs> Oh, what about the what about the the twenty minutes or so I recorded that you never put into a episode, Ben? <laughs> yeah, we, just I'm just saying. Just, <laughs> don't want to don't want to uh, pour you any wanna, salt you on wanna, wounds. You want to you want to sort of recreate that one and ask me the same question Ben asked me that time? That's fine. Let's do it. Yeah. So. Uh, you took a trip somewhere recently, right? And you, well, did I you did. Rent right, a car? We, uh, right. We, um, we, uh, we, my, my, um, my family and I uh, took a took a uh, little driving tour around uh, north northern Europe. Um, we uh, we flew into Amsterdam and rented a car and drove to Paris and then drove around the French countryside a little bit and then back up through Belgium to Netherlands, drove around there a little bit. And, um, and it was a pretty interesting experience, you know, car wise, cause it's, it's not America by any stretch. Um, uh, and, and there were some interesting things that happened and, and, and renting the car was, was for me really the highlight, uh, of, of the trip. Um, I was pretty excited about it and I planned way ahead and I reserved, uh, what I wanted, which was an alpha, because you can't rent an alpha in America. Yeah, and I, and I love the fact that in Europe you can always get a manual transmission in your rental. Well, you would think, but here's what happened. Here's what real. Here's what really happened. Uh, the plane was delayed, and I got you know little kids. 
and we finally got into Amsterdam. It was kind of late, and we needed to get, you know, it was probably four something hour drive to to Paris to get to a hotel, so we all get to sleep. And so we we get to the rental car area, and and where's my Alpha? Oh, it's a it's we don't have it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have it? I reserved it. You promised. It's guaranteed. And what the heck? They said, well, we've got this BMW for you. And I said, you do, huh? Which BMW is that? And it's a pretty nice, brand new, pretty much brand new, 320D wagon. For doesn't go fast yet. D for diesel. No, it's fine. A 320D, (laughs) this twin turbo, blah, blah. It's good, right? It was okay. It seemed like it would be okay. So, 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 So everybody piled in, get our luggage in, and we're ready to go. And I reach for the clutch. And there's no. Do you have a beep noise you could put in? Right. Clutch. Yeah. It's a. <laughs> yeah. It's a. It's a clutchless manual. <laughs> there's not a manual. It's not a. It's not a '68 Beetle with a clutchless manual. No, it was an auto beep matic. Yeah, that's the worst. I couldn't believe it. I'm sitting there. You know, it's my vacation too. <laughs> right? No, it's not. You know, once you have a family, you understand. No, it's not your no. vacation know, anymore. Yeah, it's not no, your vacation no, at right? all. Would you no. ever go to Disneyland if it wasn't for your kids? Like, would you ever go to a single theme park? We went to Asterix Park. You should look that one up. No, I'm just saying, without your family, you could, would you ever, you like, could, stand in line in the hot I, sun all day to I be could, miserable? I'm have, I'm, I can, it's, it'd be hard for me to... Of course, because, you know, I want <laughs> No, I wouldn't go. That's right. I could... Really, could I mean... I don't want to say what I'm thinking. That's fine. Because I don't want to say it. But no, it wouldn't be my first choice. But, so there you are. You're I'm in Amsterdam. Have, I'll tolerate it because I'm a man and I got to do it. You're in Amsterdam. You're in Amsterdam. So you're totally in, sober no, and you're in no, this in, automatic in, thing. All right. I'm in Schiphol Airport with my family yep. who's tired and all our stuff. And I sit down and I'm ready to go. And I got the car on. I was just about to turn it on. Right. And I'm looking for the clutch and there's no clutch. Right. And imagine my dismay. And I'm like, I swore. And my kid hits me because he hits me when I swear. And he should, because he's a smart kid. And uh, and I'm like, well, uh, uh, and I look at my wife, just like, I really like to get out of here. I'm like, uh, but, uh, uh, so hang on, please. She says, all right, go ask him. So I go over to the counter, and I'm gesticulating, and, you know, in my, you know, I don't speak any Dutch at all, and their English is pretty good. And, uh, uh, and uh, did you did you ask and, the guy if he was high, if he's been hitting those Amsterdam pot shots all day or something? You know, you know, I was a lot more direct than that because I really needed to get it taken care of. And you know, if you got it, you know, you could you do it your way, and I'll do it mine. But um, my way was, you know, do you not have an alpha? Um, yeah, we well, we could get one. Like, what do you, well, how long would it take? And they said, well, like an hour. I'm like, you're not listening. What do you have now? Well, no, we're short. You have that. I'm like, well, eh, do you have anything with a stick? Uh, no. So what happened to Europe? <laughs> what happened? Uh, yeah, this is, yeah. I, I, it's, it's the, very, e, it's the EU is what it is. It's the EU. The EU did it? Oh, yeah. transmission. That's what it was. But whatever whatever thoughts you have about, you know, about, about you know, smoking a Galois and driving around in a Citroen, you know, you know, with eight horsepower and a, and a stick shift on the dashboard or something, I don't know, something, some, you know, something from another era, it doesn't, that era is gone. You got an automatic diesel BMW, which and like I was going to wait an hour and a half. She says, she says, well, the the BMW is bigger than the than the Alpha. 
So, yeah. so okay, so look, it's, it's a brand new BMW. It's super comfortable. Right. It handles really great. It's probably right? flat, flappy paddles, right? No, it didn't have flappy paddles. Oh. It's just had a little automatic knob, right? Um, it, it's all great, right? And then, except you start driving it, and like the things things start to like go sour. And here's what went sour. Well, first of all, you know, it's it's a 320, so it's a two liter, right. right? I don't know. Look it up. It might only be like 1.6 or 1.4. It's a really small four. Yeah, yeah they Okay, lie. with two turbos. Okay. And diesel and diesel. Right. Right. So so you step on the gas, and it's called gas, I think. Um, uh, the go pedal. <laughs> the go and um and you know it's. I mean, it's not like, you know, a Starian turbo or whatever from the 80s where you'd step on the gas and eventually the turbo would kick in, right? I mean, it's it's not that bad, but it's not immediate. Right. So you're waiting for that. And then, of course, it's an automatic. So it asks you, without asking, are you really sure you would like to go faster? Because I can. And you say, oh, yes, that would be actually lovely. And the automatic says, okay, well, then hang on, let me just drop it down a gear. Right. And it's not that bad and it's pretty quick, but, but you know, to me, it was like, it was like this joke I'm thinking of that you don't know where the people are asking, are you sure you want this? Well, if I kind of do, and it's actually a good joke and I can tell you if you want, but I digress. Um, so you're sort of waiting and then eventually it goes. And so I'm waiting for the turbos. I'm waiting for the automatic and then it gets what it does, right? You get, you get to a stop. What happens? It turns off. It shuts off. Yeah. So I've got a car that's shutting off, and if I want to go, it's got to turn on, it's got to spool up, and then it's got to change gears. I'm done. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> I couldn't stand it, right? So to make up for that, to make up for that, I was probably going a little too fast. And so, so when I got to a certain speed, the, um, the, uh, the uh, uh, the computer thing. What's it called? The nav or sure. whatever it is that talks to you. I don't know. I don't have one in any of my cars, and never have. Just so we're clear. Um, starts talking to you, and it's telling me I'm. I think it's telling me I'm going too fast because I don't speak Dutch. <laughs> it's speaking to you in Dutch now. Yeah, and it's telling me schnell something, which you know. I mean, I, you know, I know German to know that's you know fast. <laughs> Probably it's warning him going too fast, and so of course it's set so that. When you get over what is sort of the 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 freeway speed limit, right? It will it will tell you you went too fast, and then if you dip it down just a little bit to be under the limit, and then you go slightly over. If, if basically, if you're right at the limit, every time you cross up over, it tells you you're going to go ding, schnell something, ding, schnell something, over and over and beeping, beeping over. <laughs> and and I was ready to literally take a stroop waffle and like jam it into its. I don't know, whatever other Dutch thing I could think OBD of. OBD2 port, yeah. Whatever it was. And <laughs> and there's nothing, so I called, so I called, no, I Googled, how do you change that? How do you fix that? Oh, maybe I called Hertz. I don't know. Um, and uh, and they basically said, uh, yeah, we can shut that off. You got to bring it into a shop, and it probably takes like two, three hours. Like Nice, with a service what? tool, yeah. Nice. What? So that wasn't going to happen. So I'm listening to the Dutch. Well, you know, not only that, I can't like read all any of the instructions. It's, it's impossible to like figure out how to change the map to do anything else or whatever, how to shut it off to make it stop shouting at me, any of that. It's just going, it's just constantly this annoyance. So that didn't, didn't like that. 
And then um, I'm driving. We, we get to we get to France, and we're like out for the day, and it's raining, and everybody's hungry and crabby because that's what happens when you're in a foreign country on whatever day of the week it is when nobody's around, and um, and the light goes on. What light is this? Um, I'm not sure. So I Google it, and it's oil, right? Uh-huh. Whatever Dutch is for oil. I don't know. <laughs> right? And I'm like, well, so I can't tell if that means that there's no oil, or probably it just means the oil is a little bit low, but I don't know how low. Right? It's, it, it's, it doesn't have a dipstick, right? No, they don't have dipsticks anymore. That's right, yeah. And only the driver. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, and then, of course, I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's a pretty much a brand new BMW. Maybe there's something wrong with it. And that's why that's coming on. Um, I have no way to sort of suss it. It was all that and speeding. Last... It was all that speeding you did. It was all speeding. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I, I figured, you know, I better just get some oil. And so I had to figure out what, and it's in Dutch. Did I mention it was in Dutch? I'm trying to figure out the oil, and I'm trying to figure out where to find oil in France when everything's closed, on whatever day of the week everything's closed. Did you know that? It's like a day of the week when everything's closed. No, it's not on Sunday when everything's closed, but different know, it was like a Tuesday. Wow. It was like a Tuesday. It was bizarre. Huh. And so I finally found a, found a gas station like on the freeway, and um, how much do you think a liter of oil cost? Oh, in, in, in France? In a French freeway gas station six euros 25 euros oh what yeah <laughs> wow so wow. i figured well 25 euros or is there a chance this brand new bmw engine just for lack of the exact right amount of dutch speaking oil explodes or seizes and i've got to buy them a new one because i didn't you know, know a, I, I wasn't paying close enough attention. It's a German car. You should just gone to like the 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 um the deli section. Just gotten some lard or something and poured in some. You know, right. right. You should have okay. just. You should have gone Olive to another. Oil, you you should have driven into another rental car place and just left it there and got a new car. Is what you should have done. <laughs> I know they, they were all closed. It was like Tuesday. Oh, it was Tuesday, right? <laughs> right? I couldn't find one. We were out in the countryside, right? And I finally found a freeway. I was like, okay, I got to make this light stop beep because it didn't just come on. You know. It, it 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 came on and then shut off and came on again and reminded me again and reminded me again and it started to you know because I don't speak the language it started to look really dire and I and I just didn't I don't know I just I panicked okay fine I said it so I put the twenty five dollar euro is about a dollar glug glug of oil in there and the light went off and I was happy but ish I mean I was glad it was gone but it still wasn't happy so it's like five things I hated about a brand new you know. Decent, excellent car. It, it handled well and was comfortable. It was safe and felt good, and everybody was happy except for me. You know, you know, for for future reference, for future reference, uh, Kibizi, the um, diesel is an oil. It's not like a volatile fuel like gasoline. And the engine components, I know this from working on a turbocharger, is that yeah. they are spec to sturdy. live. Well, they're spec to live with like a ten to twenty percent fuel dilution. So if you put diesel into the they're designed to work with like 10 percent or 20 percent depending on the oem of diesel in the oil so next time you should just pour diesel into the crankcase yeah. just a quart of diesel and yeah. that's cheaper than you know, 25 years whatever the cost maybe not that much over there bmw <laughs> engine was i didn't want to find out what that was in euros well, presumably the, in, presumably you're not gonna pay for it the, come on yeah the, it's the, a rental car you're not gonna company, pay for yeah. it i mean come on 
I just would have, yeah, I would have driven that thing till it quit. No, not me. No, I did. Yeah, and you know what? In Europe, you never know. I had to know. sign all those documents that were in Dutch. Right, yeah. In Europe, you don't know. You might actually, <laughs> if you blow up the you know, rental car. You just stay out on me. Did you just go back to Neptune and say, you know, whatever? No. No, because here's what I can tell you. what, And I'll tell you exactly why that's not true. Because it happened to me. Wait, was I never, it, thought, it, was I never it, thought it would happen to me, but here's what happened. Um, we were staying in this like suburban hotel cause it had a pool and when you got kids, that's what you do, man. You go to Asterix world and you stay in hotels and pools. <laughs> right. And, and by the way, at Asterix world, then you're going to love this. You ever, do you know Asterix? No, the I know Asterix. Cartoon character? He's a gall. You know Asterix? He's, he's gall. And Asterix yeah. gall, right. And his pal, the big guy, Obelix, remember? Yes, Obelix, yes. So there's this, mer- so there's this, this, uh, not a merry-go-round, a merry-go-round carousel. Right. right, where the characters are not, you know, unicorns. They're asterisk guys, okay. right? And Obelix is this huge guy, right? So where do you ride in Obelix? In his butt. Oh, nice. <laughs> if anybody likes to Google that, the Asterix Park Obelix merry-go-round, you you climb into Obelix's butt and you sit there and you look out and wave. I have pictures. He's <laughs> bent over. You sit in his butt. <laughs> My kids could not stop laughing oh my about God. it. I see it now. I see it. Oh. There it is. Somebody Google it. Yeah, I just I just looked it up on the <laughs> internet. See, wow, you you would there is that's 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 Obelix and that's his butt. You sit in his, his butt. in his butt. <laughs> okay, and he's smiling. He's got a big old happy. He's got his yeah, little you, pigtails. You, yeah. You'd be smiling too. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> see? So uh, so we stayed in this we stayed in this village. Uh, I don't know, thirty forty miles outside of. Amsterdam, maybe half, maybe 20 miles, 30 miles. And it's interesting countryside, by the way. Um, they've got, you know, it's flat, right? You just, it's just like you'd expect. It's flat as a pancake. And, um, and there's this network of freeways that seem to not connect to anything in particular. So if you want to go from point A to point B, you have to kind of do this weird zigzag. You should look at the map too. It's, it's, it's sort of interesting. There's, there's no direct route to anywhere. Well, it's because it's, really? it's all it's all under um, underwater, right? It's all been like whatever. Raised yeah, up, they, right? just threw, they just threw this. So. Okay. They just threw this sort of this this network of freeways um, at these that all intersect in these weird sort of triangular shapes. Hmm. And there's the, the, it, there's no. It's not a grid. It's not a. It's not like a you know hub and spoke. It's not like a tree trunk. It's not like anything. It's just this sort of random blap of freeways everywhere. And so we try to get off the freeways and. It was really great. I mean, there's these tiny villages and, you know, it's, you know, canals and stuff, tulips. I mean, it's just beautiful. It was really, really nice. And the food is great. Okay. I liked it. I liked that part. Um, but I didn't like was the sneaky, sneaky Dutch sneaky <laughs> cameras. Oh, like, like speeding and lane changing cameras. I got, I got snapped for speeding, um, three times. Oh, wow. Yeah, in this village, right? Nowhere else, because I was speeding everywhere. Mm. Ooh, did I say that? Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll cut that. I'll, I'll let it. I wouldn't speed. I wouldn't speed anywhere. But you know, I I'm not. I'm, I wasn't going. I wasn't the slowest guy. I was going with the traffic. And but apparently, um, in this village, they had a very uh, excitable speeding camera. And I and so I got a bill from Hertz for seventy five bucks euros, whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it was. And I'm like, why did I get a, a bill for 75 bucks? Well, because it's $25 per incident for them to tell the police who you are. 
right? Wait, so, so then, so, so then, did you get something got, from the police? Oh no, I got a, I got a. My wife spotted this extra charge, three twenty-five dollar charges, pounds or euros or whatever, um, kroner or you know yen or whatever they <laughs> And um, wooden tulips, wooden tulips, yeah, whatever it was. Right? Uh, and uh, she spotted these three charges and she just called me to find out what this is. I'm like, okay. And it was, oh, it, that's the administrative fee for us to tell the police that you, you know, who you are. I'm like, why? Well, because you're speeding. I was. So, so I paid it. I paid that, and I think, okay, well, that's not a big deal. But of course, they know who I am, and they track my, they track me down through my, you know, former life in California, and into my new life wherever that is. And so, so um, wait, so if you didn't pay that, would they have not told them? <laughs> no, they already told them. They already see that you got hosed. You got hosed twice. Then that's lame. I did. Oh, I said uh, I ain't paying you. You you pay the damn cops. Yeah, okay, so, so then yeah. I get the, then I get the bill. Then I get the bill, and the bill does two things: it tells me what I owe, and it tells me how much I sped by. So there were three <laughs> or no, three bills for a hundred euros each. How much? How fast was I going? Uh, are we talking in kilometers now? Miles, kilometers. Ah, kilometers actually. Yeah. How fast was I? How fast? So how much did I go? You and were, it, was, it was not a. It was not a freeway. It was like a local road. Let's say the speed limit was fifty kilometers, like a thirty mile an hour road, right? Wow. How, you, how, many, how many? Fifty-five kilometers. No, an hour. you were going you like five, you, you, five know, you, you were going like eighty kilometers an hour. No. Yeah. Not for hundred euros. They charge them way more. Okay. Than that. Really? Oh yeah. Probably. I yeah. forgot. It's no, I went. There. No, I went eight, nine, and twelve kilometers yep. per hour over the speed limit. Eight, nine, and twelve. Each was 100 euros. Like four miles an hour. Wow. Over the speed limit. And I got a 100, 100 euro tap. Isn't there a way you can fight that? Three of them. I mean, three these, of them. That's not, ridiculous. Not Europe, no. 375 euros for going eight, nine, and 12 kilometers per hour over the speed limit through the same camera. They in wonder what the town. Yeah, they wonder Will I ever go back to that failing. town? Oh, no. Well, whenever I go to Europe, the first thing I do at the rental car place is just pull the plates off. Uh, what, and then if you get if you get pulled over, going to Europe, anybody's going to Europe <laughs> thinking of staying in a small town outside of Amsterdam, I would like to know which one to avoid. You just yeah. ping me. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. I have to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 keep easy. Let's okay. So so we we've we've ruined the rental cars for everyone now. Um, we did. I, I want to talk a little bit about the car that you purchased recently, semi recently. That is not a rental car, but was awesome. And we talked about it when you were buying it, and and there was lots of discussion about what you you were going to buy something interesting. I, and so, I had to, didn't I? Wait, you, you did. It was wait. This was KBZ interesting too. This wasn't like normal yeah, person interesting. This, this was is, like right. This wasn't like a, uh, a a Nissan with a yellow paint job. No, no. This was like <laughs> this wasn't the avocado green Chevy Malibu from last week. No, no, no. no <laughs> Riviera. No. That was awesome. I like that one. No Chevys. And and your requirements was it couldn't have been something you could buy back here in the United the USA, which is yeah. good. I think that was a absolutely a requirement. And there are many cars well, that we talked about. I had a hierarchy of those fits. Remember, mm-hmm. it, pre- preference would have been preference was a brand that was never sold in the U.S. Right. And then right. down from there, a, a brand that may have been sold in the U.S. but no longer was mm-hmm. and wasn't when I bought it, for the for the for the version for the car I bought. And then the next, you know, and then sort of, you know, you know, opening it up further and further along those lines, making more and more exceptions until I, you know, if I had to, in order to find something that I liked. Now, now right? was 
uh, like obs- just obsolete technology and un- unobtainium <laughs> parts a requirement, or is that just like fallout from your list of requirements? Um, you know, you know, I'm a stranger in a strange land, and uh, and you know, I, I uh, and, and you just don't know <laughs> what I mean. You wouldn't think, I don't know what. I mean, you just don't know what's hard to do and what's not. Well, until you try exactly. it, you don't know if it's hard to do, right? You mean someone you know, might I tell you? Known, I should have known. I mean, I owned a Saab in the eighties, right? right. And, <laughs> Which and is a good I time knew, to own the right? Saab, by the way. I can huh? tell you, owning a Saab in the two thousands was much harder than owning a Saab in the eighties. <laughs> well, maybe, but, but but I mean, that's, that's they're not even in junkyards. They weren't in junkyards anymore. In, that's right. Yeah. Right. But even in the eighties, right? Owning a Saab, I, it was an old Saab. Um, you know, I, I I remember I had to get a I had to get an alternator for my Oldsmobile, it was a, which was like a '72 Cutlass or something wagon. Wish I had that car. Um, and uh, I don't know, I don't know, a rebuilt alternator from you know from the local shop was I don't know thirty five dollars, right? Right. Maybe twenty five. Right. So when I had to get one for the Saab, I figured, well, it's going to be a little more, forty bucks, right? No, it was ninety five. <laughs> Right. So that's how things go. So you think, you know, you learn your lesson. But then again, you know, I'm a grown adult mostly and have, um, a, you know, job and income and stuff. And so you know, I can deal with like, no big deal. I could buy stuff <laughs> weird. I could buy an old Saab now if I wanted. And I could afford to pay $90 for an alternator if I had to and be fine. Well, and you know what's, so, what's interesting is that on classic cars, there is elasticity in terms of price of parts and and components and and it changes and as the market goes up and down but there's no such change in the market of labor so no. if you have to pay someone to work on your car it is a hundred dollars an hour or you know 70 to maybe 120 yeah. no matter what and it doesn't matter if they're working on a Saab, uh, a, a Fiat, um, if it's an obscure car even a Honda yeah. they're still gonna the, the amount per hour is just about the same well, you know, I live in kind of a remote area, which is a plus in the sense that um, the, the, the mechanics uh, are not outrageously expensive. Um, but it's a minus because I'm learning uh, that really I have to get the most ordinary things here if I would like to have a prayer of being able to maintain them. And you just mm-hmm. can't do anything interesting when you live in the middle of nowhere so much um, unless you're prepared to wait sometimes a really long time like I've been doing with the Citroen. Um, okay, so, so there you, you spoiled it. So you got to tell our listeners what you bought. I bought Citroen, but um, but 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 I, but we narrowed it down. So so among the brands, this is like a quiz, and we should do a quiz on this on the site. But right. um, like, well, what brands were never sold in the U.S. and then what brands were you know stopped being sold in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, so that there are cars that were never available here. And then you know, and then you could sort of go through adding more and more ex- exemptions. So then you get things like you know models that were never sold here. Like I was at a car show a while back, and they had a beautiful E28 M5 in bright red. And you know you can't get that, except that here you can and could. And that was German. That car it wasn't it wasn't um, where I am, but it was German car, and it was it was stock red M5 E28 M5. Nice. Okay, I have pictures of it. I. I keep meaning to put together a little slideshow for you, but, um, but uh, yeah, that was something. And you know, you think, well, that's exotic enough. I should have bought that damn car. 
it's, you know, they're as much here as they are there. Everybody knows about E28 and, right. and Fives. Yeah, they're pricey. You can't, you can't touch them. But, but it was pretty cool to see a red one. But, you know, if, if, but I could have asked 100 other people or 1,000 other people around me, and nobody but me would have thought it was cool. Right. Most other That's people look at E28 M5s, and they just think that, oh, you must be poor because you're driving oh, this really old BMW. Right? Yeah. They don't know anything. People don't know. But I was, I was, I was, I was jumped out of my skin. That was great. Right. Hmm. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. So there. Um, <laughs> and Ben's like, what? <laughs> so you decided you wanted something that was obscure, wanted, interesting. So, you wanted an experience. Yeah. I did want an experience, and I and I paid for it. Um, <laughs> literally. Yeah. I literally did. And so I was poking and poking around on and the car sites. I have to say, I mean, Craigslist, you know, you get spoiled because it's very well organized. The information is right there. It's quick. It's clicky. You know, I, I zip through Craigslist. You know, if you know, if you notice all the, the, the there, sometimes there will be a bunch of um, posts where the car was tipped by me. And um, I mean, I do, I do send a lot of cars in and I send, I send a lot of you know, good ones to be honest. Um, and Vince has been very, you know, he regularly will, will post the ones that I send in because I have a I have the, the, the San Francisco Bay Area Craigslist is excellent uh, for that stuff, and that's the only place I ever look. And um, and there's some great cars, and you know I always find ones that I know he's going to like. So, uh, but here uh, the car uh, the old car buying sites they're just awful. They're so poorly organized, and you can't you can't sort out the sponsored ads and the dealer ones. And plus the cars are boring. They're just really boring here. There's way more regulation. So, um, there's a lot fewer older cars and, uh, and it's wet and things rust. And it just, there's a lot of really boring little bubble cars. Um, they're just, they're just terrible really. Uh, and you, you just don't see the interesting cars ever, almost ever, never. And so I thought, well, I'll get something that's sort of interesting, but not too interesting. I see a lot of Citroens and Peugeots around. Maybe that's okay. So uh, I did a little research, and um, I was really interested in a Citroen, uh, Citroen, which is what they call it here, not Citroen, um, uh, XM. So Google that, right? Yep. Citroen XM, yeah, the XM. The biggest hatchback ever made. Yep. Right? With this cool, yeah, like, cool. flat, pointy nose, like a shovel. And just looks like it looks. It's outer space. It's awesome. Yeah. Now, now they made like them it. up. They made them up through the '90s, so that kind of fits. You were looking for something either '90s or early 2000s. Not too right? old, yeah. right? Not too old. Right. Like you know, relatively modern safety. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The X. You know, bottom of the depreciation curve. Would what be is optimal. wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> ben just saw a picture. I of just the googled it. XM. <laughs> oh. That, see, perfect. Oh. And uh, <laughs> XM, XM is awesome. It was okay? voted the um, 1990 European no, Car of the Year. Come on. KBZ, KBZ, we're going to put the Roadmaster on a rocket. We're sending it to you. Uh, yeah. All you, right. Well, that would be, because... that would be well, but <laughs> the container, cargo container. Yeah. So uh, the problem with, this, with the XMs is, um, you know, they're, they're, they're aren't that, there weren't that many. Um, uh <laughs> They got. Thank God. Uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> they got. Uh, they 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 did have. Uh, they did have. They were expensive to fix. They had some issues. Um, and uh, finding, I, I looked and looked, but finding one uh, in good condition, they're worth quite. A, they're worth quite a bit. 
and in bad condition or not really good condition, um, they're intimidating to most people, and so it just didn't seem like it was going to happen. So uh, I was looking at a few other things. There's a Peugeot. Um, uh, is it the is it the six oh five? Yeah, many sort Peugeots. of a. Say again. Many, there are many many Peugeots, and and it's uh. There's one on the yeah. site this week. Yeah. Well, the 605 was right. Was the well the 405? I'm going to go back to because it's relevant. But the 605 was um, uh, they had one where, which was a coupe that was uh, Italian design. It's Bertone, I think. Uh, Bertone, however you want to pronounce it. Um, and it's it's quite fetching. It's really kind of a great looking car, um, and supposedly very reliable and stuff. But then I went Dude, to the... what did you do in Amsterdam, man, that you think these are good-looking cars? No, 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 please. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason you're in radio, my friend. Um, <laughs> I can't cut his mic because he's on the phone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, the, the, Peugeot, the, the Peugeot 605, I'm sure it's a 605, 606, 605. Um, very, very sleek-looking car. But I went to the grocery store and parked, and there was one right in front of me when I parked the car. Ooh. But it was, it was kind of beat up, and there was smoke coming out of it. And there were these two people sitting in it who were just pretty schleppy looking. And, you know, I just looked at them and I thought, no matter how nice I keep it, I'm going to have, now I'm going to have a mental image of being those guys. I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't isn't do it, it. Isn't it funny how many cars that you will never own because of a particular person or people own the car? Like an yeah. STI? Yeah. Like an STI? Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I won't buy an Evo because of a guy I knew who owned an Evo and it's just, I, I don't want to be associated it. with him. It's just, all right, done deal. Yeah, that's it, right? So, uh, so for some reason, I bumbled onto uh, this website where people were talking about cars that they loved, and um, people kept talking about their, their Zantia, which is this, mm-hmm. which is one um, size, which is one size down from the XM. And it turns out the Zantia was um, was a joint development project with uh, Peugeot for the replacement for the 405, which won tons of awards and was a huge hit, right? Right. The 405 was a big deal for Peugeot. And you'd think, oh, let's capitalize on that and do something, you know, even, you know, better if possible. And they, so they, 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 they bought Citroen or whatever it was, they merged. And it was a joint development project with Citroen um, to, for the replacement for the 405. And then Citroen wanted their own version of it. So that was the Zantia. So it's the it's the next generation of the Peugeot 405, Citroenized. Citroenized, right? yeah, yeah. Citroenized, and, and it's um... and among the things that Citroenizes it is the hydro pneumatic suspension. Right. So the cool thing about Zantias, and Ben's like snorting. Are you snorting, Ben? The cool thing about Zantias. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Did you tell me you got the the touring version? Let me just finish my story. There's, there's a there's a Berlin and a Brake, by the way. There's no touring version. It's a Berlin oh, really? is a hatchback and a Brake is a state. There's a ha- there's right there's a hatchback and a and a, and a, and a, and a wagon. The wagon the wagon's not the most beautiful, but the hatchback's kind of kind of sleek and um, uh, it's kind of okay. And but here's the thing, uh, and, and Vincent, there's this magazine in Sweden. Can somebody look it up? Um, that uh, it's like it's a, it's a Swedish engineering magazine that does a lot of car stuff. And they have this thing called the moose test. Ah, yes. I know the moose test. The moose test, right? So the, yep. the, the deal is, you know, if you're going to buy a car in Sweden, you kind of want to 
you want to you buy one that could 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 avoid a moose that may bound into the road on a snowy Swedish you know July day, right? Yep. So so they set up a test track with a very tightly controlled um, uh, avoidance um, layout, right? And then they run the cars through the layout, and which includes a simulated moose. I don't know. How you simulate a moose with cones or something, or a, I don't know. Yeah, it's cones, and they, they drive up, and and you basically, while you're driving, you you crank the steering wheel all the way hard right, yeah, and all the way hard have, left. It's and a very sharp. It's a very yeah. sharp maneuver, the, yeah, and you try to go as fast as you can. Yeah, the magazine and, is Technic Guinness Var. Thank you. Super you're helpful. Welcome. And then, um, <laughs> uh, so 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 here's the cool thing: the Zantia. Now it's the 3.0. That had this uh, computer-controlled active hydrodynamic hydrodynamic suspension, which basically kept the car flat. Right. And 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 by keeping it flat, more rubber on the road. The Zantia with the active suspension, fastest ever through the moose test, beating Porsches and Ferraris and everybody else. Everybody else. There's wow. videos of it. It just <laughs> it's it's supernatural. It's grounded it's to the ground. Yeah. The car is flat. Yeah. And just can do pretty much anything so i didn't buy that one <laughs> <laughs> there's not there's not a lot of moose where you are they're hard to find but i bought but i thought still that's cool and i, I, and I, I love so that I, found this... I love the way that you, <laughs> you look at all the moose tests i gotta look all, all this stuff up and you're like no i'm not gonna buy that one <laughs> i couldn't find one couldn't find one uh, uh you know nobody lets those go because you never know i mean moose right right Right. So, uh, but but the but people really did like the also did like their regular Zantias with the regular hydropneumatic suspension, and um, I found one, and this guy was selling one for the low low price of um, two hundred bucks, and uh, <laughs> two hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. And, that's uh, fantastic. And, and so, right. And so the question was, well, why? And it's been on, it's been up for sale for a while. And it looked good. It, it looked sharp. And the guy said, you know, he didn't want to scrap it. It was too good to scrap. Um, he wanted it to go to somebody who, you know, was interested in maintaining it. He's like, well, is there something special about it? So I called him up. And he says, yeah, there is something special about it. And thanks for calling. Um, <laughs> it's the last one. I mean, what do you mean? It's the last, it was the last exported Zantia. Ooh. Right? And so... It's got to so be worth for something. For 200 bucks, right? It's got a little pedigree. It's got a little something special about it. And you know this, Vince. Maybe you don't. I think you do. Um, it, the people who organize car rallies um, are suffering a little bit because um, there just are not as many people as there used to be with cars that are classic enough to be in rallies. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Because like everything else, you know, people, you know, the... the like bowling, right? It's like gone downhill because bowling downhill. That's an interesting thought. Um, but it's <laughs> I digress. Uh, I think um, because old people die is what you're trying to say. Well, pretty now, much when they get old, this, they there's die. This, there's this, you know, plethora of stuff to do, and like all the old things, when there were fewer things to do that people used to do, they don't do as much, and so you know, like like so, paging. P- people don't use pagers a lot anymore. Paging? No, that's not what I mean at all. <laughs> I mean, I mean like. 
I mean, like, well, bowling is a perfect example. Bowling used to be hugely popular, and now only a few people bowl, right? right? People do a million other things, or they sit at home and watch Netflix. It's because right? people, people stop smoking. They don't smoke as much as they used to, so they don't bowl. They don't smoke. They don't socialize. Yeah. You know, everything's fragmented. That's right. Um, you know, he, like, for example, where I live, uh, lawn bowling is pop, was used to be popular, and every little village has a, has a bowling green of this perfectly maintained square of grass that nobody ever uses. Hmm. Right? Because, because nobody does it. Like stuff just stops. People just don't do what they used to do anymore, and it's true for car rallies. And so the phenomenon, at least here, has been, um, has been we're having a rally. This is what's supposed to be in the rally. But if you've got something else interesting, talk to us because we're open-minded and we just want people to be in the rally. And so you can give us an excuse to have a car in your in this your car in this rally. We'll do it. So having the last exported Zantia, right, would get me into any rally. Right. By the way, it it sounds better except for the. Except for the most snobbiest. Right, right. You're not going to get into the one, that, you know, the pebble, any of the pebble casual beach rallies. Any of the casual rallies, you know, they would they would open it up. You know, you, sure. you can also tell people that it's the newest Zantia as well. It's the newest Zantia. That's right. It's the youngest Zantia. That's right, youngest. <laughs> right. So I thought, well, what the heck? For that price, you know. And so I brought it in. I, and this was it was quite a distance away, like five six hours from where I live. So I, I just took the train down there, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I picked up the car from the. Actually, I actually had it, de- I had it delivered to a shop, that, that, and they said, well, here's a couple things it needs, and we'll take care of it, and then you pick it up and you drive it back, and I did, and it was fine. It drove really nice. I had any problems? It was great, hmm. right? Um, five hundred <laughs> miles except, later, except for the way it looks, it was great. Stop. So five hundred <laughs> miles later. Uh, I took it into the shop to show my mechanic that my, my, my wife's car was in. And I said, oh, you should look at this. He says, let's put it up on the list have a look underneath. Because it was, I, I thought there might have been a little leak in the exhaust and it was making a little noise. We put it up and three out of four wheels were normal and one wheel was covered in green blood. Oh, no. Yeah. Oilio pneumatic suspension fluid. Yeah. And I'm like, stuff. well, damn, wouldn't I have seen a drip on the driveway? He said, you should have. I said, I didn't. He said, well, it could have just happened. What happened? So then I got to try and figure it out. He's got to try and figure it out. So there's two possibilities, right? There's the hydropneumatic suspension, the, 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 the hydropneumatic shaft itself, and then there's these O-rings at the top on either side of where the fluid goes in from the, from the green ball. Ben's, Ben's thinking... The green ball? Where did that come from? No, actually, well, I was just—I was hoping for a moose story there when you were talking about driving it back. That's what I was hoping for. No, citrus, no listen, citrons have balls. <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> See, they've got these green uh, uh, pressure chambers about the size of an eggplant, and um, they're filled with uh, this this green hydraulic fluid that is hard to find, of course, because they live in the middle of nowhere, and uh, and then they they squirt it under pressure into the strut and at the top through this hole that's uh, that's trapped between these two O-rings and then it goes down into the strut and then it like forces the strut up you know to to stiffen or loosen to deal with the road conditions. It's a pretty good solution except nobody does it and you think well if it's so good why don't people do it but some people do. Doesn't Porsche have a pneumatic suspension? Have you, pneumatic you, suspension? you know uh, so the, the, the real 
Um, so technically, it's not hydro-pneumatic, too, by the way. It's oilio-pneumatic because oh, it doesn't you use oil instead of water. But whatever. People call it hydro-pneumatic. Right, not hydro. It's, and it's, it's, well, but it's... But, it's but extremely but, complicated. But good, good work, Seaflow. There, I'm pointing that out. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it's um, and and what's funny is that the the main applications of this it's it's self leveling, it's it's ride height levelable, and it's yeah. it allows you the car to sort of just go over rough terrain like nobody's business. It really does work. But what's funny is that you know what it gets used in? It gets used in Citroens and tanks. The Thanks. main battle tank, something called Challenger 2, the British Army uses the battle tank. It uses the same suspension technology so that as it's driving over rough terrain, the gun stays aiming at the same spot. So, you know, it's, uh, why it's, not it's, use it in a car? Stuff. It's good stuff, so this, yeah. So the Zantia has six of these um, six of these green balls, and then uh, there's one in each strut tower, and then there's one and is it is it engine-driven pump? Say, say again? Engine-driven hydraulic pump? Yeah. Okay. And there's one in the center. Um, I, I, it's like overflow. I forget what it's for exactly. But in any event, so like so so there's only two possibilities for where this green blood is is like oozing out of my my the strut. And one is the O-ring, which is a five dollar part and a half an hour fix, right? Or the strut's bad, which is rare, but it could be. And if that's the problem, then I either have to find a used strut, which you know, which you could say, good beep, luck, right? Because it's not going to happen. <laughs> or I got to buy two new old stock struts from Citroen, right? Four fifty a piece. So what'd you do? I haven't done anything yet because um, <laughs> because it's been because I drove the car for I got the car like two three months ago. I drove it for six hundred miles. I brought it into the shop. So this is like I don't know four or five weeks ago now. He says, well, let's try and let's do the research, figure out what the possibilities are, narrow it down so we don't go in too many different directions. We decided we were going to replace the O-rings to see if it was going to work. He says, well, I don't have any of this hydraulic fluid, and I can't get it from my parts guy. So I had to go all around the countryside trying to find – I ended up using the phone to go all around the countryside. It's kind of amazing. But I finally found some place that had it, and then I had to drive like an hour to go get it and bring the last two bottles of, of, of citron hydraulic fluid back to my mechanic and then he said okay i'll order the o-ring and it's been three weeks waiting for the five dollar o-rings wow okay yeah so is... when he gets the o-ring he'll he'll swap it out and he'll and then he's going to say either you got lucky or i told you so and so you and, wonder why people just go to the dealer and buy a new camry every 10 years every five years right this is why so, this is why this is why, I, I, you this know. Why. So K if, I, if I get a used strut, if I get a used strut, I could swap it out, and they'll be like in balance. But if I get a new strut, it'll be too fresh, mm, and will yeah. not operate similarly to the used strut that's on the other side. So if I can't find a used one, I have to buy two new ones. What if you? What if you find the second newest one that was imported? Can't you take it off that one? Car, yeah. yeah for uh, see that's see this is where you get into the the realm of cars where it's cheaper to buy a parts car if you have the room to store it and to take it apart than it is to buy parts well i'm 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 sad and here's i'm sad about it and and the car's nice i brought it into the dealer this is funny actually this is a funny story um i brought it into the dealer here um nobody at the dealer had ever seen one it's a ever. 2001 it's a 2001. They've and, never seen one. I think they just didn't want to. Work. I think they just didn't want to admit they'd seen one. They did. 
They've been working. One guy, one guy had seen had seen them before, and he said, "Oh, that's beautiful shape for 2001." I said, "Thank you very much." That's the um, old guy. They're like, <laughs> they're like go else, ask the yeah. old guy in the cave. He's seen one way back when. Nobody else had ever seen one before, and uh, and I so I so I called the other Citroen dealer, and they're like, "No, no, we don't have anything for that, and we don't that's know where even, you can get the hydraulic fluid for the Citroen." Fifteen years. That's not an old car. But there, this there, is what I'm telling you. But there the are so many restrictions. They all new. Yeah, they, they, they don't let you have old taxed, cars like that. Yeah, they're taxed and they rot. Yeah, and and you just don't have old cars here. Yeah, that's what that's unless that, that's wait, what wait, we, the we, one we caveat about is this happened on over here. We're afraid that that's gonna you know eventually that'll happen here is it's that they'll just they'll start taxing you and no. you won't be able to keep Here's your classic thing. cars. Here's the thing: is that the only classic cars people drive are the ones that are just extremely simple to maintain and keep on the road. You know, Volkswagen Beetles, you know, air-cooled yeah. Porsche 911s. They are, I mean, they might be expensive to maintain, but as long as they're very simple mechanically, I think pe- people will, will keep them in, you know, like, the, like Ford Model, uh, like the Model T. That's the reason why they're still around, is because yeah. anybody can fix them. Yeah. And 100 you years know, from I now... You know, I also ordered, I ordered, um, I ordered the hydraulic fluid off Amazon. I got the last two bottles off Amazon. <laughs> of course. Right? And uh, I waited a week, and I was tracking them. I was like, I have Prime. It should have been here in two days. No. I waited a week, and where's my bottles? They canceled the order. They couldn't find they, – they, they didn't feel like delivering it or something. I don't know what it was. It's like two bottles of hydraulic fluid, right, and two O-rings, and I've been waiting like five weeks. Five that weeks. That is awesome. I have Prime. It should have been here in two days. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't well, feel it- like – K- KBZ, like we're, we are just about out of time on our, uh, on our recording. No, 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 it's fine. It's been fantastic. Uh, any? Um, oh, actually, I wanted to. We 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 didn't have a chance to talk about about pizza. Hold the thought. Let me just go back to the hydro-neurotic oh, suspension. Yeah, hit it. Finish Did it you up. notice in one of my comments the other day? I called it the hydro-neurotic suspension. That's a good one. That's a very good. One. I thank you. I thought that was good. If anybody else thought so, nobody answered me though. Uh, sometimes some comments are like that you think you have something really funny and you write it up somewhere on the internet and you post it whether it's daily tourism or elsewhere and then no one comments and yeah. you're like yeah. it's I think, the internet is what I say well it's not sometimes there are some comments that are so good that no one else wants to kind of rain on your parade and, 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 and take that away from you and they just want to let the comments did you see the one, did you see the one today where I where I uh, with a guy you know every once in a while you get somebody saying hey is the car still available it's yeah, like yeah, those three years favorites. ago yes <laughs> <laughs> there was one today that I was a little cheeky. You know what? I don't expect this from that guy. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I do, I do like doing that. I'm a little naughty. <laughs> All right, well, hey. Uh, pizza, we... what was it about pizza? Oh, pizza. Um, Before we go, uh, have you found pizza that you like nearby that you can go and get a pizza and bring it home or, or otherwise? Because that was one of your concerns. No, I haven't. You haven't. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Well, However, what... um, there's a guy down the street who's got uh, kids in my kids' class, and I know the guy's kids, like friends of mine, and he is a French guy, and he has a uh, he has a bakery um, with these you know big hot, uh, you know super hot like commercial baking ovens, and uh, I said, uh, hey, I shouldn't have said his name. Could you cancel that? Um, yeah. I said, hey, Frenchie. Can you, um, yeah, that's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's not a, that's a common name, it's fine. 
just beep it out. No, I, I'm no, I don't need that kind of. Uh, I don't need that. So uh, if you don't mind, um, I said, hey, hey, Frenchie, um, you got those hot ovens at the end of the day before you shut them down. If I bring some of my fresh pizza dough that I've made down there, can we throw it in your oven because my oven's not hot enough. I have it in a convection oven. Try making pizza in a convection oven. It just doesn't work. It cooks the top and the bottom mm-hmm. is flubby. It's done. So I'm, I think we're going to make this work. I'm going to bring my handmade, homemade, you know, artisanal dough down to the French commercial bakery oven and throw them in. So I'm optimistic. My sauce is good. My cheese is good. My dough is good. My oven is no good. I'm stuffed. But I know I know a guy with a French bakery oven. You you might have to wind up getting your own pizza oven in the backyard and you get these Italian ones mm. you can order. Mail order better, on Amazon. Better would be to for him to for him to try the piece my pizza in his oven and say, yeah. you know what? I think I'm gonna go into the pizza business. And then Oh, that's good. I like I'd that. I'd be in business. See, this is, how, this is how you do it. This is yes. Yeah. This is how you do it. Soon you will have uh Citroen dealers who can deal with your car. <laughs> And no, you pizza. won't. You won't. You may, maybe you get the pizza. You're never going to have the dealer deals with your car. Well, yeah, I'm kind of stuffed. <laughs> I, I, I really, I want to know what happens first. I want to know if you get your O-rings or you get your pizza first. That's really what I want to know. You have to, re- you, you have to email you, me or something. Please, 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 you know, send whatever vibe you can into the universe that it's just an O-ring and not the strut. Yeah, yeah, it's just an O-ring. I, we, we believe you. All right. Hey, Kibisi, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your, your uh, Citroën maintenance to talk to us. Um, yeah. We appreciate nice it. Nice chatting, Vince. And we'll really? see you really? when, you're, when you're back. Um, really nice chatting, Vince. That's hurtful. For, for people listening to, to the radio show. Um, <laughs> exactly. For guys listening, look, there's going to be a uh, – it'll be a public. We'll, we're going to have a um, – some kind of road rally, Delhi Traditional Road Rally, in the, in um, sometime in October, and I'll I'll put information out on the website. But um, uh, you can meet uh, Vince, meet my, myself. You can meet producer Ben and um, uh, KBZ in person if you want in the Southern California area. There'll be more details coming out later. But um, that'll be so much fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. But yeah. um, KBZ, hey, thanks thanks so much for uh, for calling in and um, dealing with us. My, my pleasure. Nice talking to you. And you too, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, KBZ. I'll talk to you later. All right. Back to you later. Bye. All right. All right. So that was KBZ. Uh, always a hoot. Always a pleasure. Always um, lots of good stories from him. And um, before we wrap up, I just want to say a big thanks to um, C-Flow, Ashley, uh, and producer Ben for the great show. Keep on wrenching. been listening to daily turismo radio you can follow the show on facebook at facebook forward slash daily turismo and on twitter at daily turismo use the hashtag dt radio 